0: We acknowledge the traditional owners of the land on which we work and live, the Awabakal and Worimi people, and pay our respects to Elders past and present. We celebrate the stories, culture and traditions of Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander Elders of all communities who also work and live on this land. You're listening to Boob to Food, the podcast with Luca McCabe and Kate Holm. There is so much noise in the parenting space, and we don't mean the tantruming toddler. We understand it can feel confusing, conflicting, and overwhelming. That's why we are bringing our years of experience as a midwife, nutritionist, and naturopath, and of course, mums, so that you can confidently navigate the roller coaster of motherhood from boob to food and beyond. Each week, you'll hear practical wisdom, expert advice, and inspirational stories of other mums in the depths of this parenting journey. Let's, Let's dive in. in. Today's episode has been brought to you by Solid Techniques.
1: Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Boob to Food, the podcast. Today you just have us, well, it's me, Kate, interviewing Luca about all things camping because if we've listened to some of our previous episodes, you would have heard that we just got a caravan, which I'm super excited about, except that I'm a total camping novice. Mike has some camping experience from when he was a kid, but I feel like... It's going to be totally different when you're a kid going camping compared to when you're the parent taking your kids camping. (laughs) (laughs) And Luca, you are a seasoned camper. So I'm very, very excited to pick your brain about all things camping and caravanning with kids. I know we get heaps of questions about this. Um, So many people Mm -hmm. are really interested in how you do it what you do, what you need. So we thought we would answer all
0: of those questions today. Yeah. I feel like a bit of a knob answering (laughs) questions about camping because I'm like, I don't know what constitutes you as being an expert in camping, but I do feel like we have had a lot of experience. Yeah. You go heaps regularly. We do. Yeah. And I mean, we lived for eight months in a van traveling Australia too with two two of the kids. Um, Yeah. And... Yeah, we go away whenever, whatever chance that we can. And then even before kids, we used to camp all the time too. So I do feel like, and we started off with the tent and then we got the van. And so I do feel like we have done a lot of camping, but um, hopefully I can answer your questions. But I also have like such a huge group of friends that go camping. And so, Mm. so much of this stuff, like I've learned from them and, they've maybe learnt from me. And I think that's great when you go camping with other people is you're like, oh, that works really well. I might do that. Or that looks better than the thing I have. And you kind of pick up these little tips along the way. So hopefully I can help someone if they are starting their journey camping. Well, you've already helped me.
1: (laughs) Even though we haven't had the conversation yet, I feel like just by osmosis, I've been absorbing what you've been doing and I've read your blog post, which we'll link in the show notes. So Yes, you've already been very helpful. I feel lucky to pick your brain. (laughs) Well, you bought a similar
0: van to me, so there you go.
1: (laughs) I know. Yes, so I didn't buy your van. People were asking that, but just by chance, we, well, Mike was basically torturing himself on Facebook Marketplace and looking at caravans, and our car doesn't really have a towing capacity, so we were pretty limited with what we could buy, and then this van, which is the same type of caravan as what you've had. Um, popped up so Mm. it's not carrot but it's very similar and yes very very exciting Um, that might be a good place to start what is the what caravan have you been using what's your current setup
0: yeah well I think it might be good to explain what we have had and what we do have and what we have coming Mm. (laughs) so we like I said we started in a little popped up top pop top tent so Mm -hmm. my husband and I used to go all the time when it was just us two and then I mean now we see these people with troopies and things and we think oh we Mm -hmm. wish we did that but it wasn't really like a cool thing to do back when we first got married um Mm -hmm. Now in retrospect, we would have definitely done that instead of the tent. We would have probably got a cool car and done it that way. But anyway, the tent was great. It served us well for a long time. And we had Flynn, our firstborn, so we used to camp with him. We actually used to go all the time on this, like my brother-in-law has a boat and we used to get this boat to this island in the middle of absolutely nowhere so that we could Mm. have huge parties, which (laughs) we used to do (laughs) pre-kids and then we had kids there and, and anyway, it didn't get as fun after that because, you know, everyone's <laughs> drunk and letting off fireworks and doing all these things and it's like the kids don't sleep through that. And so <laughs> we kind of did persevere through that for a little while but then, you know, it was hard because it wasn't a lot of us with kids so we sort of gradually stopped doing that. But that was full camping as in going, having to bring everything on a boat and wow. <laughs> take everything to this place we had no facilities we had no idea about things like solar or batteries or anything like that so you're relying Mm -hmm. just on ice and esky um and that was you know it was fun times like learning and really just being able to stay there for three four days and having to come home because you had no no food or anything (laughs) like that and then yeah we kept going in the tent and then one day our tent we went camping to seal rocks which one of our favorite places and then It was really bad weather, so we were like, let's go um, and get dinner, and then we came back and our tent had fully blown away, and so we had to drive (laughs) home. It was so annoying, so it was our first (laughs) night there, set up, and had to drive home because our tent had blown away, and after that, um, we bought another little tent, but then I felt pregnant with Florence, and then... Anyway, we were like, let's – we just had this spur of an idea moment one day. We were like, let's travel around Australia. Literally, it was a moment like that and then a month later we had sold our house and we had gone. It's amazing. And we bought a caravan and it was our first time caravanning, which was when we travelled around Australia, which is so funny now to think back that we had no practice or anything with caravans. Mm. We just went for a lap of Australia. And so we bought a New Age Road Owl. That was our first caravan and we bought it. um, This was pre-COVID, so it was actually quite easy back then to buy a caravan and get it straight away. And we bought it and we bought one that was like the one that people walk through. So we got it straight away and, yeah, yeah, it was great and we loved that van and that's when we went all around Australia in it and that was like a full off-road van. Um, Cool. Highly recommend that van. It was really great. Then we got him home, and then we were like, "Well, we don't really need." Back then, it was like sixty thousand dollars. Then I think they're now eighty thousand. Mm. Like, we don't really need that much. Just sitting in our driveway to go away every now and then. Let's sell it and buy just a cheapie for weekends and things. And so we bought a vintage Vicount, which is what you have now. Yeah, and I don't know the exact model. I think it's seventy something. Mm. Um. And we were like, let's just do that for weekends away. Anyway, we've realised since we've bought that, which was a couple of years ago now, we actually go away quite a lot mm. <laughs> and we do want to do some longer stints and my husband has regretted selling our other van since um, yeah, okay. because even though our Viscount is great and, like, does the job for a weekend, it's not the most comfortable van to be in for longer than a few nights. Um mm-hmm. You know, we're very limited. We don't have toilets and showers. We don't have much power, Uh not much that just makes it comfortable, no storage. We're tripping over each other all the time because it's only a double yeah. bunk so then wheels, bed's like kind of in the middle. Mm-hmm. And we were like, we just need something a bit bigger and a bit better if we're going to actually, you know, go for weeks on end. And we like to camp off-road and so um, – not off-road, off-grid, sorry. So like we don't usually have power and things. So anyway – We've just sold Carrot and we're actually now getting another van which is called a Titanium, which is very fancy and very exciting and so we're picking that up just before Christmas and so um, I can't wait to share that one. We're really, really excited about that van and that's like a full off-road, off-grid setup, toilet, shower, triple bunk. Um, Oh, my gosh. That sounds amazing. Yeah. So it'll just, like, we want to, you know, do some longer stints again, do Tasmania, do WA. Mm. I just think when I can work anywhere, why don't we? Um, yeah. And why we just love travelling. We love going in the van. The kids just thrive in there. And so we just want to make it a bit more comfortable for us in yeah. there. Um, but, yeah, it was expensive. It was a lot of money. but you know, it's hard when you've gone up and then you go back down again. So anyway, that's the current setup. But if someone's just looking for like going like yourself, you know, for little Mm. weekenders and things like that, like the vintage ones are great. Like they do the Mm. job, they're comfortable and easy. I mean, you can go in anything though. Like I just think though I'll get a lot of questions like what about a tent? What about a pop top? What about a camper van? And I just think... The least pack-up and set-up that you can have with kids, the better. I mean, obviously it's going to differ on your budget and something like a tent is obviously a lot cheaper than a caravan and you've to store it and everything like that and tow it. But if you can afford it, I would avoid any of the pop-tops, any of the camper trailers, anything Mm. like that because – you just see people pull up and then spend the next two, three hours with screaming kids mm. trying to set them up. And then, you know, it always rains when you're camping. It's inevitable. And then your fingers is wet. And then...
1: And especially
0: yeah. if you have any kids that like are
1: crawling or need mm. you to hold them, like I'm sure if you need hands to, you know, actually do the setup, but you also need to hold a child or be making sure a child's not like crawling
0: away then it would be super challenging to do that yeah for sure and I mean the last thing you want to do after a four or five hour drive is do a two-hour setup or pack up so I don't know it's obviously going to depend depend on your budget it's going to depend on yeah if you can store the van and things like that and how often you're going to want to go I think if you've never been camping like you just get a tent and go and just enjoy it and see if you like it Or even you can hire caravan. I was going to say, yeah, another thing you could do is use like something like Camplify and hire a van and you could have a test of a few. You can test some vintage ones. You could test some full off-road ones and see what you'd like. And it would depend to where you want to go camping. Like if you're someone that's quite happy to go to caravan parks, you don't really need the full like off-road, off-grid ones that have all the battery setups and things because that's what you're paying for really is to be able Mm. to not be plugged in to places and you know a big thing for us as well with the vintage one was we didn't have the water tanks that we needed so you go off grid and we don't have any water so we have to carry it all in little cans like jerry cans and whereas our other van had 200 liters of water that we Mm. would last us easy for seven days so you know, it's it's those things that you've got to just weigh up, I guess, what kind of camping do you want to do and where do you foresee yourself going and your budget is a big thing because, yeah, these vans are not cheap at all.
1: Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Well, ours has some off-grid capacity. I have no idea about, like, the water tanks or, like, how long. The people that we bought it from said that they did a week off-grid, so (laughs) hopefully...
0: But I already am like,
1: oh, maybe I want to look at the titanium.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the generally like ours has a small water tank, but we mm. can't drink from that water. Um, yeah, and then, well, you know what I'm like with my drinking water anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I do. Um, yeah, so ours has a 75 liter. And it has no, that's the other thing, like it has no hot water. Um, mm-hmm. When we're not in power, you have to use a pump tap because it's yes. the power that runs the tap. So you've got to like manually pump it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, we don't have any filters or anything like that on it. So, I mean, these vintage vans, you can absolutely though like upgrade and put these things on. It just depends how much money you want to spend in doing all of that. Um, and, yeah, what camping you're going to do because if you're going to go to just caravan parks and things, you don't. or if you're just going for a weekend, it's fine just to bring yeah. enough water for the weekend. You don't need all this stuff.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. Well, one of the most important things that I've been thinking about that is apart from my filtered water and non-negotiable <laughs> for me is coffee. Mm-hmm. What do you do about coffee when you're camping? I love that. that's your first question.
0: <laughs> yeah, priorities. <laughs> so we've tried everything here too. Um, again, this would probably depend on what kind of coffee you like. So I'm like a flat white drinker. My husband likes long blacks. So we actually make different coffees in the morning. So we first started with Robert Tim's bags. You know those? Mm-hmm. Tim's e-bags. Um, they're pretty good. But then we moved to like a, I think it's called a mocha pot when we went around Oz, um, which is like one that you put on the stovetop. Um, okay. And then we bought like a, a manual milk frother. So it was like a jug that went on the stovetop that you could froth the milk. Okay. And then the mocha pot didn't survive the trip. I think when you're going fully or fully off-road like we were, there's a lot of corrugations and everything breaks. Um, All the screws mm. and things come on loose and everything. It's hard to explain how hectic the roads are over in like remote WA. And so anyway, it didn't survive the trip. So then we needed something else. So then we came back and my husband just bought like a, um, what are they called, like a plunger thing, yeah. which I don't like that kind of coffee, but he still drinks that. And then I started getting um, the, an AeroPress. So I bought an AeroPress, which is great, and again, used that milk frother and then the AeroPress to make a shot of coffee, which is pretty good. However, it just takes so long. Yeah. And... It's yeah, it's, it's definitely like it's a nice ritual if you're kind of living on the road and you can make it, but when you go for a weekend, mm-hmm. you've had no sleep and you're cranky. Yeah. It's the last thing you want to do. Yeah. And then I started buying these bags from Glee Coffee, which were like these sort of cool bags that you open up with coffee and then you pour mm-hmm. just water over them and they're great. Anyway, now I have a Breville Bambini, Bino, Bambino. Mm-hmm. um so anyway i've tried it all because <laughs> yes. coffee is life the breville bambino is great but any power to run I it? i was gonna so, say is that it's not the 12 no it's definitely not 12 the, volts so yeah. it's a 200 you need to 2000 watt, sorry 2000 watt inverter you would need to run that uh-huh. so or 240 power yeah. um but our new van has a 2000 watt inverter so we'll be able to run it off grid so oh my goodness, that, that was is amazing. a priority I'm for me. Coming was, with
1: you, <laughs> I, was,
0: I know that's a problem though. When you have all the good things, is like everyone comes yeah. to your van. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Everyone's like, I don't have this. Can I have this? And I mean, that's what's yeah. nicer when you go in a group. Yeah. But, so yeah, that again would just depend on your power and what kind yeah. of coffee that you like. So
1: yeah, okay. And so the reason we're drinking so much coffee is because we have children who don't sleep. <laughs> <laughs> how do you guys navigate sleep when you're camping?
0: Mm, So this is a question that we get asked a lot, that I get asked a lot is like, especially with three kids, how do you get them all to sleep all in one space when they're not used to that? And I guess there's a few things. The first thing that I always say is that the first night is always going to be a write-off. So just, you know, go to bed early that night and just plan for a write-off. And if you don't get it, that's awesome. But I've never not had a write-off the first night. <laughs> and the reason being it's like when we go stay somewhere else, you know, we always just sleep worse. It's a different environment, different noises, everything's unfamiliar. And so just don't expect a great night's sleep that first night. Um, Also, like a lot of the time you might have been traveling a lot that day and so the kids have been sitting in the car all day and, you know, might have a lot of like bent up energy. And so anyway, just plan for that. After that, they generally do sleep a lot better and I think the reason is that they just get so tired camping. Like they play all day, they're outside all day, they don't stop and they're up early because the sun wakes them up. Um, mm-hmm. and yeah, they just are nonstop. And so I just find that they do sleep not too bad. I guess my tips would be, you obviously need something for them to sleep in. So, you know, this will depend on your setup. So if I'm talking about a caravan, you know, like I said, we have a double bunk and then we have Will in a cot, um, at PortaCot at the moment and so when we have the new van though because Will's two and a half now we're going to put him in the triple bunk and mm-hmm. um when we went around Australia with Florence was actually only 15 months old terrible mm-hmm. age to go around Australia <laughs> in retrospect because she did not sleep well at all but anyway with her we actually had like we put a baby gate, like one that you put on the stairs, we put that mm. on the bottom bunk and it locked her in. And that was great because it turned into like a cot and you had to fully open it and, you know, let her in and out. You can i have seen two people get um, like a custom thing made where it's like a zipper and it... um like it kinda of looks like the big opening of a tent, I guess. And so you can kind of okay. get something made that you can open and zip. So it's a bit lighter. You've always got to yeah. think about weight when you're with a caravan. So it's a bit lighter than the big gate. But we mm-hmm. will we're probably just gonna put like a um bed rail in, yeah, because he's at that age where he should be okay by then, hopefully. But yeah, at the moment he's still in the travel cot. Um The other two are in the bunks and I just have a rail for them both because they both are real wriggly little ones and they'll probably fall Mm -hmm. out. Mm -hmm. Um, And then it would just be trying to make things like as familiar as you can. So, you know, for Will I always will bring like his little um, riffraff toy that he likes to sleep with that he's always had since birth. I bring the white noise. We don't sleep Mm -hmm. with white noise at home um, but we do sleep with fans And the white noise I do find really helpful when you're camping because there is a lot of background noise that they're not used Mm. to. Like there's people next to you who might be having a raging party, there's random bird noises, there's all sorts of things, or there's, you know, your husband snoring next to you when they're not used to hearing Mm -hmm. that. And so I do find the white noise really helpful. With the white noise... um, Mine's actually annoying. I keep meaning to upgrade this and I haven't, but mine needs power. So I can't, Mm. I can use it on my inverter, but it runs all our battery all night and my husband gets angry if I do that (laughs) because then we wake up and we've got no battery. Um, And so you can buy like portable ones. I know the sleep teacher, she has one called the Shushi or something, which is the one I keep meaning to buy, which is like a little portable one that, that just runs off a battery. Or you can put it on, like, your phone or iPad or something like that as well. So the white noise is definitely helpful. The other thing is, um, like, some people – I've never used this, but I've heard good things – is a snooze shade. So it's something you can put over the travel cot and it's something that kind of blocks out the light. So Mm -hmm. some people find that really helpful. In terms of, like, getting them to sleep, I think (laughs) – I don't know. This is just what we do. But So when Will was younger, I would put Will to bed first when he's by himself and I'd leave the other kids outside with my husband. And then once he was like asleep in that sort of first 20 minutes when they're in that sort of nice deep sleep, I would then put the other two kids in. But I would have them Mm -hmm. like dressed, ready to go. I'd be like, be quiet, don't make a noise. And they would. They were pretty good and they would just go to sleep. So... They just liked that they got to stay up a bit later and that yeah. was exciting for them. But now that Will's a little bit older, we just put them all in. To be honest, they chat for ages <laughs> and <laughs> I hear them like Will, you know, trying to wake them up and chatting and everything, but they just get used to it and I think it's just, I don't know, about some of my friends have to co-sleep to get mm. their little ones to sleep so they'll lie down with them before they can come back out. So. You know, for some of us and sometimes they won't come back out because everyone will fall asleep. Like everyone will do it a little bit differently. Uh it definitely gets easier the more you go though. So yeah, okay. just remember that. Like the more you go, the easier it's gonna get because it's so unfamiliar to start with. Yeah. And then it will it will definitely get easier. And but you might end up with a child or more in your bed with you.
1: (laughs) Well, yeah, our setup's a bit different to yours. It's actually Mike who's going to need a cot (laughs) because we've got two single beds, a double bed, so Imogen and I will be in the double, the kids will be in the two singles, and then it did come with travel bunks, but when we looked at them, like the top bunk was um, kind of more like a stretcher, which Mm. I just think, hmm. Jude's not quite old enough to be like it, you couldn't put a bed rail or I mean it had a side but not a big one mm-hmm. I don't it didn't look overly comfortable so now I think Mike's going to have to get a swag or a, <laughs> one of those stretcher beds or something that he can sleep on but he knew the setup when we bought it so <laughs> he's responsible for his sleeping arrangement or maybe he can just be like the nighttime parent and do all of <laughs> whatever settling needs to happen oh, and I remember saying
0: <laughs> I remember saying though to my husband when we went camping when Will was 10 days old we went camping for five days mm. and um, I remember saying to him, "Can you just pack the swag just in case, like Will's a nightmare? Because then you can sleep outside with the older two, and I can yeah. be in the van with Will." And so we actually pack. We never used it, but you know, sometimes mm. the swag can be helpful <laughs> outside. So you might be onto something. Yeah, Will might quite
1: like that idea. But then I was like, "Oh, hang on a minute. That means that I've got to respond to three children all night long." <laughs> Whereas at the moment, I've got one, and he's got two. So exactly. Anyway. We'll see how it goes. But, yes, thank you. I am going to plan for not very good sleep on the first trip or at least the first night and then mm. hopefully we all adjust. Yeah, um, you'll be fine. The other big question that I know we get is around food. So mm. what sort of foods do you guys
0: love to cook when you're camping? What do you pack? Uh, I guess when we're camping, again, it would depend on, like, where we are. Um, and what age the kids are. We make a lot of things like on the barbecue. So we have a Weber, which the Weber queue, which we use probably the most out of anything. Um, we also have like a big cast iron, like big pot that can go on the fire and we also have a solid techniques frying pan that can go on the fire but it can also go on the gas. And then we have a little like gas portable cooktop thing that we can use as well. So that's kind of our, at the moment, it's going to change when we have the new van, mm. but at the moment this is like our setup. So it's pretty basic. So um, if you have a gas cooker, you you know, you can cook most things on that, which is good, and then if you have a barbecue, the fire is really fun to cook on. It's yeah. just kind of one of those things you've got to be sort of sitting around a lot of the day to be able to do. Um, mm-hmm. It's not like for a quick meal, for example, but I did just yeah. buy my husband for Father's Day like a – um a long, thin cast iron kind of, I don't know how you would call it, frying pan type thing, but it's like a thing that you put on the fire that you could cook steak or whatever. And so we yeah, haven't used that yet, but that looks fun. Um, but we just do lots of things like curries. You'll often buy a nice curry paste like the church farm curry paste um, and then we'll, you know, just bulk it up with heaps of veggies, chickpeas, things like that. Uh, Dahl is another really good one because you don't need any refrigeration for dal. So there's a recipe for that in milk to meals. So that's, you know, just tins of things really and dried lentils. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I'll make something before we leave, like a beef brisket or a pulled pork or something because that will do us for a few nights and just makes life a bit easier. And then, you know, we'll have that with pasta or um, Mexican or something. I do find like one tip I would have, same as like how the first night, sometimes a write-off, you kind of, Mm. it's good to have the first dinner, either something super easy or something pre-prepared because if you're trying to imagine you've driven somewhere then you're trying to set up and then you're trying to like think of dinner and then the kids are whinging and then the light's going down it's like you just want Mm. something like leftovers or just something so easy that you can give because yeah you don't want that added stress on that first night the second night you can kind of take you more time and do a lot more cooking well we'd actually planned Plugging our own business,
1: but to take some of the Nui Supply meals with us because they're, you know, they're all sealed, they're frozen. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, we can just have them defrosting, you know, over that day that we're traveling or like whatever day we decide we want them um, and then heat them up really easily. Yeah. Because, yeah, I think again, for us, like this first trip, we don't know how much to pack or what ingredients. We're only going for a few nights. So it's not like we need heaps. So whatever we can do to simplify things. Yeah. Um, we thought would be a good idea.
0: No, I think that's a great idea. And I've used Nui Supply a few times too. Mm. Um for like when Will was younger especially, I used to take the Lipuree foods because it yep. just sort of took one more thing out of thinking for his meals. Mm. Um but yeah we also usually take like a pizza stone and put that on the Weber, which is always really good. Um and then I don't know, lots of bacon and eggs, lots of like Potato salads, lots of spaghetti bolognese, meat and veg, salads, fresh fish, fried rice. And I guess you could, like, keep it as simple as you like. Like, I remember when we interviewed
1: Bohanna early, like, in the year, we can link her episode, but, you know, she said that they have, like, tuna and rice cakes a lot, like, for their lunches because it's all long-lasting and it takes a second to you know, whip together. So I think while we would, you know, love to have these beautiful nutrient-dense meals, which definitely that's achievable, if you also just want it to be simple and you repeat the same meal for three days while you're camping, like that's so fine as well.
0: Oh yeah, (laughs) one of my friends... Her name's Judith and she keeps saying she should have an Instagram page page good Leftovers with Judith <laughs> because she'll make something and she'll just – but it's funny because she doesn't actually make them any different. She'll just offer her kids the exact same meal the whole time we're camping. It could be for four or five nights. They'll just eat the same thing because she just can't be bothered to, to cook or make anything. So. Anyway, you can do it however you want. I guess it would depend as well, like, do you have a fridge? Do you have a freezer? Mm -hmm. Do you, you know, what do you have and what facilities and how, you know, generally I would say if you've got the fresher stuff, I try and eat the fresh stuff first and then I kind of keep my more tin stuff and things for the later When we used to go off grid for a long time, that's how we would sort of work it. So we'd buy lots of tin things or those sort of vegetables that don't really go off, like potatoes or pumpkins and things like that, and we would save them for when we were running a bit sparse on food. Um, What vegetables do go off in your fridge? (laughs) None. (laughs) (laughs) I'll find a way to use them. (laughs) But, yeah, I I don't know. It can be so easy. For breakfast, we often just would make bacon and eggs or porridge. Um, Mm -hmm. I do find it's really handy for the kids to have something that they can have when they first wake up because, I don't know, this could just be us when we're camping, but we like to have very slow mornings and so we'll get up Mm -hmm. and then we'll spend, you know, two hours to have a coffee and then we'll decide to make breakfast. And so obviously Mm -hmm. the kids don't understand this slow lifestyle Mm
1: -hmm. and they want
0: breakfast immediately. And so I'll often buy something or make something for them that they can have early so whether it be like overnight oats or cheer pudding, something mm-hmm. that's like pre-made that they can just grab, I'll sometimes buy yogurt pouches, which I never buy at home just because they're expensive. <laughs> yeah. Um I'll often buy them for camping. Sometimes I'll even buy them some kind of cereal because like it's just easier. So like I don't know, they like the Farmer Joe or the messy monkeys or sometimes wheat yep. beaks. Just something like that's an easy cereal that we don't generally have these things at home and they like. And then um, they'll have a second breakfast with us later, which is the bacon and eggs and things. So I just find otherwise they're just whingy at me the entire morning if they haven't eaten straight away. (laughs) We'll be back after this short break. Today's episode has been brought to you by Solid Technics. Solid Technics is a 100% Australian owned and made company that produces the most incredible cookware Their pots, pans and accessories have no synthetic or toxic coatings and they're made from wrought iron or stainless steel so they are incredibly strong and durable. And did you know that cooking with iron actually increases the iron in your food? It seems pretty fitting that Solid Technics have sponsored this camping episode because I take my Aussie pan everywhere with me, from cooking at home on the gas straight onto the campfire. I've had my pan for about five years now, and it's pretty rare these days to say something gets better with age, but these pans absolutely do. They are an investment and one that you can pass down through the generations. If you want to make your investment, you can use the discount code boob food and receive a free little gripper stainless steel tongs set valued at $79.95 until the 4th of January 2024, the perfect Christmas present. Visit www.solidtechnics.com, that's solid, T-E-K-N-I-C-S.com to check out the range today. Now let's get back to today's episode.
1: Yeah, I would be hangry too. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, The other thing that's been on my mind, and I, I hope that I enjoy the camping life, but what do you do about bugs and insects
0: and like flies and mozzies and all of those sorts of things? To be honest, I don't find it that bad. When we were in WA, the flies were horrendous. But one thing that we learned was that flies go to sleep when you go to sleep. So we ended up just giving in to them and letting them all in. And then they all just went to sleep when we did. <laughs> so it was just too hard to keep them out. There's just hundreds of them. Um, mozzies are a different scenario. There. You don't want them in your van or anywhere mm. when you're trying to sleep. I find the East Coast is definitely worse for mozzies um, and in the summer. So there's a few things we do. Um, there's these bands called the Paraquito bands, which I find are helpful just for the kids to wear on their ankles, and I do find that that helps pretty well. Or we'll use like for an insect repellent if we need a stronger thing, we'll use like bugger, I think it's called bugger off. Um, Yeah, so we've got that one too. Yeah, and I find that that's pretty good. Another thing that I find really great are these lights called Hardcore. It's H-A-R-D-K-O-R-R. It's in Mm -hmm. my Camping With Kids blog. But they have like this orange setting that sort of detracts um insects and okay we find they're really great and they just run off like you just power them with the usb and then you just they stick to anything like magnetic so they're great they're awesome you can just sort of put them onto your car put them onto everywhere and then you've got these amazing lights but you can have this great orange glow which is definitely Mm -hmm. definitely keeps the bugs away so but to be honest like I don't, we don't find it an issue. It's so funny. Okay, that's good. When you hear from people in different countries, especially, and they think like that we just running around with snakes and <laughs> spiders. And I just think like, I mean, sure, we see them occasionally, but it's just, it's mm. not something that's a deterrent ever. One of the only times that Mike and I, pre kids,
1: I don't know if you call it camping, we had like a little setup. Well, I mean, I guess it was camping, but we had a little setup in the back of the car that we had at the time. Um, like literally a mattress. <laughs> and we stayed at a caravan park. I can't even remember where. We were on our way back from Byron and kind of camped along the way at a few places. And we were like when we got there, they were like, Oh, where do you want your spot to be? There was a few available. Um, and we were like, Oh, by the water, like that's really nice, romantic. We can sit in and you know, there was like a a little river thing that went through the campground mozzie fest like it was so bad oh my goodness it was horrendous I think that's what stayed in my mind one of my few camping experiences and it was like you couldn't get out of the car like it was you know if you needed to pee it's just like just hold on until tomorrow because otherwise 50 mozzies are coming in with you it was so bad Um, but that's good to know that in general and like is it true when you have a fire does that kind of deter yeah, Mostly definitely, mm, if you're close, close to the fire,
0: something. yeah. Mm. And then it would okay. just, I don't know, being keeping the door shut, like, you know, yeah. general common sense. but just like here as well, I guess. Yeah, I really haven't found it to be, like, an issue, to be honest. Okay, um, great. So hopefully you don't. <laughs> and
1: so you mentioned snakes and spiders and you have seen mm. them. Have you ever had to, like, I don't know, be exceptionally cautious or, like, have you seen many?
0: Nah, more just like when you're in remote places and WA yep. and stuff, but not really. Oh, okay. Not not in general. Not
1: really. And what about um just general first aid and, you know, I think camping with kids and especially when they're outdoors and being super mm. active, like what would you take for first aid and have you ever had to administer any kind of first aid?
0: Yeah, I always say to myself, I need to improve my first aid kit in the van <laughs> because it's always me that is asking everyone else for things because I never have mm-hmm. anything. Um, our van came with like a first aid kit which has all bandages and things like that in it, which is really handy. Actually, I don't think it came with it from – actually, do you know where I think it came from? Yeah, you know mm. one you get when you have a baby. <laughs> from, oh, yeah. Cause I think that's totally. the one actually. I'm pretty sure that's in the boot of our car. (laughs) Yeah, it's actually quite handy. So that one from New South Wales Health, thank you for that, (laughs) Um, in the GLAD bag. That's what they called it, hey, the GLAD bag. I don't know what it's called. <laughs> from Gladys, because she implemented it. Anyway. Oh. <laughs> the Glambo. <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> anyway, um, she, that, Anyway, that is what's in our caravan. And that's got mm-hmm. enough, I think, for like bandages and things. And then we have extra Band-Aids. The other things that we have in there is kids, Nurofen. Um, I've definitely had to use that quite a few times. Yeah. The things that I need to stock up on that I always borrow from people are some more essential oils. So... Um, I've got some eucalyptus oil in there, but I need to get a bit more tea tree. And I found, so like we were camping not long ago and um, who was it? Flynn got a really big tick in his head. It was huge. Mm. And normally I can pull them out with tweezers. You definitely need tweezers, pack them. Mm -hmm. Normally I can pull them out with tweezers, but I couldn't. It was so embedded in there. It was huge. And we ended up having to put some tea tree on it and that that killed it and – it kept kind of weaseled it way out. So like thankfully my sister-in-law had some tea tray oil, so that's a handy one to have, but also just for like any cuts or anything. Yeah. Um, I generally have apple cider vinegar and coconut oil in the van, which we'll use for like cleaning cuts or grazers or anything if we do need it as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I have the BioFirst self-healing salve, which is great for like mozzie bites or like mm. at sunburn or anything like that. You can kind of put it on anything which is handy that's about the extent of my <laughs> first aid kit. It probably would be handy to have like a snake uh, snake bite kit and things like that, mm. but I do not have one of those. But okay. yeah,
1: I think. And I mean, have your kids ever had, or has anyone, when you've been camping, ever had like any accidents that have warranted first aid, apart from like cleaning up a graze or anything like
0: that? No, surprisingly. The Good. worst that we've had is gastro. Um, yeah, And uh, we have these spewy mats in the van which are really handy for if mm-hmm. they do get gastro um, because they absorb heaps of liquid instead of having to go through, like, all of your towels and things. Yep. But no, we have never, never had anything. My husband really hurt his back, and we wished yeah. we had some kind of like morphing or something. But <laughs> oh, we yeah, we mm-hmm. haven't had anything else um, that has been yeah not being able to be controlled or you know. I've always been happy, thankful to have neurifen because there's been a few times with fevers and things like that that I'm think oh, I'm glad I've got neurifen here because otherwise this would be a horrible night. Um, but yeah, haven't had to use anything really, touch wood, and we've also got things like you know, sunscreen. Does this constitute in first aid? Yeah, sunscreen, (laughs) and you know, toiletries, and um. Don't forget your nappies and wipes. I've done that before. Oh yes. Now that, I've learnt from your yeah, <laughs> your experience. That was not fun. Um, pack your tampons and pads because you never know if you're going to get caught <laughs> off guard, which has happened to me a few times. So I've been glad that I've had some just sitting in the van. Yeah, I think if you can, like, have stuff that just stays in the van so there's less that you can think about. So, like, we have different toothbrushes and all of that sort of stuff that just lives in the van so that I don't have to pack all that stuff every time and forget it because I will forget it inevitably.
1: Yeah, that's a really good tip. Mm. And I guess it would depend as well, like, if you're going somewhere super remote or if you're just, like, when our first trip, we're just going to Shoal Bay. So, Mm -hmm. you know, there's shops if we need them, but it's probably nice to, not have to venture into town and go shopping if you can avoid it. And then, yeah, if you are going somewhere really remote or really off-grid, making sure you've got all of those essentials.
0: Yeah, one tip that is good that a lot of people do is, that I should do more, is sort of (laughs) when you are caravanning or camping or whatever is take a bit of like a note of some things that you think Mm. you might need next time or things that are running out so that when you do your next shop you can buy them and have them. Um, because you'll inevitably forget the next time you get in, you think, oh, my gosh, I forgot I needed oil and I didn't have any last Mm. time or I forgot bin bags and I needed bin bags. And so just those things that you will forget is just to have even a list on your phone. And if you are like a tent camper, like some people just have, like some of our friends just have like tubs that they keep all this stuff in. So Mm -hmm. their toothbrushes and oils and all of that sort of thing is just in a tub. So because they obviously can't don't have a van to keep it in, they still keep it all in one spot so that you can just pop it in and, you know, makes your trip going just so much easier.
1: Yeah. Okay, great. Mm. And so what would you say is the best thing about camping with kids?
0: I think the best thing is you don't feel like you're parenting, Mm. (laughs) which is nice. (laughs) So, I mean, I'm so lucky. Like we have this big group of friends and we, I know, a few of us were campers. Like I said, we used to go on this boat and things like that all the time and then we've just sort of graduated and everyone sort of has gotten a van over the time because it got to the point where if you didn't have a van, you missed out on coming to things. (laughs) So you were invited, but, you know where you sleep is up to you yeah. and so everyone now in our group has a van and it's just so much fun like we go to places now and there's 20 20 to 30 children there mm. we literally don't parent them like we'll you know I still have to keep an eye on him but he's still off and independent and they just have mm. so much fun they're in they're in the wild they're doing the thing like they're swimming and they're, climbing trees and doing all the things the kids should do. So they're just tired and burnt out and us parents actually get time to like actually chat and catch up Mm. on things instead of that fragmented conversation that you're trying to have at the park. Yeah. So but then I also love camping when it's just us because I just feel like it's just getting out of the norm of day-to-day life. You're slowing down. You're not having to be anywhere or do anything and, you know, you're just really present with the kids and each Mm. other. You know, once the kids go to bed, it's like 7pm at night and you're like, what am I going to do? So you actually talk mm. and, you know, there's no technology to watch, you know, mindlessly yeah. watch a show. You actually chat to each other or play a game or do other fun things if you want to. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, it's, yeah, I don't know. I just love it. We love going away. I love going no. and exploring different places. I, yeah, we just really love it.
1: I was looking on hip camp and honestly, like there are some beautiful places that Mm. you can camp, which I feel like if you were just in the day-to-day grind or even if you were planning a holiday, but you know, you've got to book accommodation somewhere that you just wouldn't get to see or not see in the same way. Like there's, yeah, some really unique places in Australia. And I mean, I've only been looking along the East coast, but it's really exciting to see what's out there and what's available. Um, And that's so nice that the kids just get to be free range. I'm so surprised that you haven't had to administer first aid when you've got 20 to 30 (laughs) free range kids up trees. And I know. It's great.
0: I know. But I think that really speaks
1: to the fact that, you know, that they are capable, they know their limits, and, yeah, that when you let kids be kids, like, you can actually trust them Mm. for the most part to
0: be sensible and just have fun. The hip camps are really good, so that's how we often find our caravanning spots because like I said Mm. we don't love going to caravan parks we do occasionally go there but because we often are going in big groups caravan parks for us aren't the best place Mm. I also find them to be a little bit stressful because there's a lot of people driving around and there's just I don't know there could be a box party next to you or that yeah we have had a few bad experiences at, at caravan parks where we've been next to people that have not Mm. Actually, to be honest, I haven't been caravan parks. they have probably national parks. So caravan parks, at least you have to be quiet from 10 p.m. And if you're yep. not, then you can go tell them off,
1: <laughs> yes. which we've had to yep. do
0: before. Yeah. Um, once it got to like midnight and you're still hearing this raging party next to you, mm. but national parks, there's no one there. And so, yeah. you know, they can be amazing, but then in, in the busy times, like in the summer holidays and stuff, we try and avoid even them because mm. they just get hectic. But hip camps are just such a hidden gem. They're just, that's mm. when people just hire out their own properties. Generally, there's no power. I mean, sometimes there is, but. Yeah, they're just amazing and that's how we find – I just sort of scour on there and we have a look and see or get recommendations from people and, yeah, yeah, we find some really amazing places on there.
1: Actually, our only other – that same, like, trip back down from Byron pre-kids in the back of the car, we stayed in a national park and, again, like, such a rookie – There was, like, this area where there were heaps of people kind of together and then there was this little sort of secluded spot. And I was like, oh, that'll be nice. Like, it gets so romantic, like, just Mike and I. Absolutely terrifying once the sun went down. It was pitch black. It was so scary. There were people, like, honestly, it was like out of a horror film. (laughs) There were people out trying to get cane toads. And but we didn't know this at the time. All we saw was torches coming out of the bushes, and we're in this like secluded, like s- totally isolated, pitch black area of the bush. Mm-hmm. And then they came right up to the car and had buckets of cane toads, and were actually friendly and fine. But for a minute there, I was like, "That's it. We're we're done. <laughs> like, this is so, Ivan Malat coming. Oh get my you. goodness! <laughs> it was." so terrifying and that was another one where I was pregnant with Jude at the time so like you know needing to pee a lot through the night but I was Mm -hmm. like there is no way that I'm getting out of this car to go to the toilet so in normal life I have I don't feel confident in my bladder control but if I'm terrified in the middle of the bush or if there's mozzies about to attack me suddenly I can um I can wait till the sun comes back up (laughs) (laughs) but I'm sure there's many national parks that are not horror movie worthy
0: (laughs) oh no national parks are some of the most amazing places to camp yeah but and they're so cheap still as well you know a caravan park these days some of them are like a hundred and something dollars a night it's absolutely Mm. crazy whereas a national park is generally capped at a certain amount and so you wouldn't normally pay more than like 30 dollars a night for a national park which is so nice so great you get a better spot but on the East Coast, they get booked out so fast. It's You've mm-hmm. really got to be organised, which is frustrating because pre-COVID it was not like that at all. You'd just yeah, take okay. off and go and then, you know, you wouldn't even book a site and now it's like you've got to book three months in advance for a national park.
1: Mm.
0: Okay. Anyway, I think that's just everyone caravaning and camping. Yeah, everyone wants to do these
1: easy mm. local holidays. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so what would you say is the worst thing
0: about camping with kids? mm. That you're still parenting. (laughs) 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 I said before, you're not parenting but you are still parenting. Anyway. No, I think, yeah, I I wouldn't – the worst thing for me has been the sleep deprivation, I would say. Mm. Like when we went around Australia with Florence and Flynn and Flo was 15 months old and she slept so bad the entire trip and, Mm. you know, it wasn't the kind of thing where I could just shut her in a different – not that I'd let her cry it out but I couldn't even let her like – grizzle or she could Mm. always see me so that was the hard thing so I just found like the sleep has been the worst thing um and if Will ever has like a bad night I'm so grouchy at camping whereas when he has a good night it's like completely different trip so Mm. for me that's the worst thing is the sleep deprivation but then that could be the same at home I just feel like I feel like I'm quite a um light sleeper and quite a like conscientious person and so I find that you know if Will's waking up I'm like he can't wake up anyone else and I'll quickly grab him whereas at home I'd probably leave him for a little bit longer and he'd probably go back to sleep you know so just things like that um but yeah Yeah. that's probably the worst thing for me
1: and the set up
0: and pack up is also the worst I should say
1: like I was gonna say in the washing (laughs) when you come home
0: (laughs) yeah the (laughs) Every time – it's more when we leave. Every time we leave, we nearly have a divorce and we think, why (laughs) are we doing this? Like every time we should be – Leave home, you mean? Yeah. We we should be bloody pros at this by now. But every time it's such a stressful debacle just getting out Mm. the door. Okay. You know, I've kind of nailed some things now. Like so now I'll often do – their food groceries and have them delivered to my house that morning. Um, So I'll do that really early delivery or the night before, which is so great because that's a big thing, like doing the big shop before you go. So that takes Mm -hmm. a huge load off. And then... And now every time I'm like, I don't need to pack much, like just clothes. But then it never happens like that. And then I think, oh, I have to clean the entire house because I don't want to come home to a messy Mm -hmm. house. And, you know, I've got to put the bins out. I've got to make sure all the washing's up to date because, Mm. you know, I don't want to come home to more washing than I already am going to have and just all these things. And I probably put all this added stress on myself that I don't need to do. Whereas my husband, you know, just walks out the door and it's like, (laughs) I'm done. (laughs) Anyway, and the kids are like all hectic and anyway. I'm hoping when we get the new van we'll be a bit better because it's going to have a bit more storage and capacity that we'll be able to Mm. leave things in there a bit longer. Um, But, yes, the leaving is always – it's like when you go anywhere though or, you know, when you first have kids and you're just trying to leave the house and you're like, how do you leave the house? It's kind of like that, (laughs) (laughs) just on steroids.
1: Yeah. Okay.
0: prep for a long time if you can. And there's so much stuff with kids you can't pack the night before because you need it, Mm -mm. you know. Like yeah, I can't pack all this stuff for sleep when I need it the night before. And so there's just, I don't know, lots, lots to get ready. Yeah. Mm. And so
1: with the things that you would pack, like apart from obviously what we've already chatted about, is there anything else that you feel like is essential that you would pack?
0: Yeah, there's a few things. So... I think a baby carrier, if you have a young baby, is like a really amazing thing to have. Um, Even for Will now, I still use it a lot. I don't find a pram really essential personally. I find that most places aren't pram friendly. Um, But a carrier is great because then you can sleep on the go. If you go adventuring or walking or anything, I found that's really helpful. Um, Another thing is a baby monitor. If you are going with friends and you might want to put your baby to sleep and then leave the van and sometimes the group hangout might not be somewhere that you can hear your baby from, Mm. we would never leave the kids a place we couldn't see the van from, um, of course, but sometimes, you you know, I just don't want to walk over there every few minutes and so we'll put a monitor in. Another thing I find super helpful is giant plastic tub buckets. (laughs) We use them for everything. Um, So like the cheap ones from like Big W or Bunnings and it can stack inside of each other. So I've got like five. My husband's always annoyed at me that I have so many buckets, but... We'll use one for shoes outside, we'll use one for dirty laundry, we'll use one for like washing our feet, we'll use one as a baby bath, we'll use one in the car to put like all our wet stuff from the beach in. So I just find like they're just so handy to have. And then I've also found for the kids, because in the van that we're in, they don't have their own cupboards, so instead we have a little tub at the end of their bed and that has all their clothes and then they have a little separate tub that has, like, their special things they wanted to pack, so, like, books or whatever. And I just find that's really helpful because then in the morning they're not, like, rifling through all the cupboards or it just keeps things a bit more organised if they have their own sort of special place where their stuff is. Um, another thing, if you have a young baby, is, like, a portable high chair is really handy mm. Um, or if you, if then, if like for Imogen, for example, a baby bouncer, just because yes. you'll find like they're always on the ground, obviously. And so, you know, you might be someone with lots of bark or things like that, and you might yeah. just want a bit of break from your hands. So we had like a baby beyond bouncer that's eight years old now that, that collapses down. So that's mm-hmm. a handy one. And then we had a portable high chair, um, now, which, is the brand Izzy mini or something mm-hmm. but um before that we had in our road out the good van we had like a um what are they called you know like a booster chair it was like a Inge- oh, yeah. ingenie or something it was a booster chair and we found that really helpful and you can get them with trays as well so that's really good um Another thing would be like a padded mat of some sort. Yeah. So like we have one from Collab, which is great, and then it can wipe down and wash easy, which is awesome. Um, head torches are handy for the older kids, especially when it's not daylight savings because it gets dark so early and they can't see what they're eating for dinner mm-hmm. or um one of my brother-in-law always brings um, glow sticks and puts them on the kids when it gets dark so we can see them which is really That's handy. That's a great idea. Yeah so for Will it's really good. Um, where do you buy glow sticks? <laughs> you know just like a normal like a party glow stick where i cold oh, I think. Yeah. You know, do you like, buy them at
1: I'm just thinking like, I haven't been to it. I'm <laughs> imagining like back in the day when you go to a
0: Club rave party <laughs> got glow sticks.
1: No, but I, I, I think like, you where can buy do you purchase
0: them, them in real life? <laughs> no, I think like anywhere sells glow sticks. Oh, I'm pretty great. sure. Okay. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that's really handy. And <laughs> we have I have Crocs for camping Crocs shoes. Mm. And he bought me, I don't know where he got them from, um, these little torch lights that go on my Crocs. They're great. Ah, <laughs> so he also got them for his kids but they're actually so handy because you can see them and it's just yeah. they can see the ground and just, I don't know, things like that are handy. In daylight savings it's not as important because, like, when you're going camping it won't be dark till so late. You probably won't need this stuff. But when you're going mm. in the winter it's definitely easier because mm. it gets dark at, like, 5 o'clock so you can't see anything. Yeah. Um. Another thing that I find so handy is when you have young children, so when Imogen starts crawling especially, is like Mm. some outer clothing. So Mm. there's a brand, Mudlark, that's the one that I have, and it's you kind of put it basically on top of their clothes and it's waterproof on the front. And you can get ones with – we had like a fleecy one for the winter and then we've got more like a um, just a rainproof one for in the summer – But they're Mm -hmm. so good because the ground's always dewy in the morning and they get all wet. And so I just found these like a game changer.
1: Um,
0: I think that would be the main thing, fans. You know, I love fans. So Mm -hmm. um, if you can put in a fan, we have the Sirocco fans. They're really handy. A lot of people asked me about the toilet situation, oh, yeah, yeah, because um, we don't have a toilet, I mean, to be honest, we mainly would we'll just do a bush wee if we're not at a caravan park, yeah um, or dig a hole for yeah. number <laughs> twos. But most places I will find have a toilet. Like majority of places has a toilet, so it's really rare that we have to do that. Even like hip camp, most hip camps sites. have a toilet. Yeah, yeah like just a dress okay. drop toilet, nothing fancy. But most yeah. will, pretty much everyone we've ever been to has had a toilet facility. Right. So, but and we how do, about showers? Well, we just don't shower. <laughs> yeah. Um. We actually recently bought like a. I don't know what it's called, it's like a shower that connects to the gas and you can turn any water into hot water. It's amazing. We're Mm. from Bunnings. It's really handy. But um, to be honest, before that we just didn't shower.
1: (laughs) Oh, my gosh, with my
0: postpartum sweats
1: and, like, leaky boobs. (laughs) I mean, where we're going has facilities, so I don't know when we'll do something that's off-grid. But... (laughs) <laughs> I'm going to be deterring but, all of the insects. So I won't have to worry. Maybe not the flies, actually. They might like me.
0: <laughs> but if you think about, like, off-grid camping, you're generally camping at a beach or a yay, river swimming. or something. So you're swimming. Mm. You're not, like, dirty. You might be a bit yeah. salty from, or, mm. you know, or there might be a beach shower there that you can have a cold shower. Yeah, true. Um, It's just you're probably not having, like, a full, hot, nice shower somewhere. Yeah. But you don't feel dirty, really. Yeah. Um. There... Other thing for the kids is we do have a potty in the van. So for mm-hmm. Florence, because I'm like, I'm not walking to the toilet, even at a caravan park, I'm like, I'm not walking to the toilet 30 times a day. You can use the potty mm-hmm. and then I'll empty it once. <laughs> so yeah, you that's could a do good that idea. or have a jar in a few of my friends <laughs> um, bring those, you know, like the big, it's like Sistema, you know, like the big, um, I don't know, c- c- containers you can get from. Coles and Woolies that you put, like, cereal in, for example, oh, yeah. you know, because they have a wide mouth They <laughs> you can pee in them. Is this like for, for the kids adult. or the adults? No, for you. Oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> or for Jesse, like, because he has to always pee at night. So... Because I hate when he has to get up and pee in the night because he always wakes up Will because he's got to walk mm-hmm. past Will's head. And then our caravan, because it's vintage, it just like rocks and uh, okay. hasn't got any good suspension. So he wakes up everyone every time. And so, yes, I find <laughs> the bottle very helpful. <laughs> oh, funny. But that would be our main, my main things I haven't mentioned, I think, that I would definitely and- pack.
1: With the, obviously, like, the sun goes down earlier in winter, mm-hmm. is there anything else that you do differently in winter versus in summer?
0: Not really. Just obviously, like, packing warm clothes. Our new van's going to have a diesel heater, which we're super excited about. We've never had right. a heater before. Um But, no, I mean, some of our friends bring hot water bottles too for their kids just to warm up the bed a bit and oh, make yeah. it a bit more comfortable for them. Um, and. Um It would just be bringing a lot of clothes because they'll go through a lot of clothes. Um, Mm. But, yeah, there's not really anything different apart from that sun going down scenario that we would do different. Yeah. And is there anything that you know
1: now that you wish you knew about camping when you were first starting out?
0: probably everything I just said <laughs> yeah <laughs> when we first I mean we'd been camping a lot but never caravaning when we first like I said we're going around Australia I actually um found the trip in a van resource really helpful so she has a book now but um she used to have this like what to pack guide and had everything in it um cool. and I mean it was more comprehensive than what we ever packed but I just found it really helpful mm. and that was great. I think just going with people and picking their brain. When we first went actually on our trip, my husband drove the van to WA with my brother-in-law and my dad. And my so dad I met you just before this. I remember you were about yeah. to get on the plane
1: with two kids.
0: Yeah, <laughs> so I flew over to WA, and he drove there because we wanted to start our trip in WA because of the weather. We wanted to follow mm. the sun, and it kind of made more sense when we left. But it was really good because my dad had caravaned a lot and then my brother-in-law was just really handy that heaps went wrong on the drive to WA. And so, mm. you know, we realised that we weren't putting the right loads on the car and we were like too, I don't know, heavy on the back and this I don't know all these things but something happened to the car because there was too much weight on the back of the car and okay. learning about weight distributions and how to tow and how to park and all of that sort of thing. And so... There's a lot to learn, um, but there's some awesome resources now like out there that show heaps of YouTube videos and things like that. So I think it's definitely really handy to watch those things and then just go with people and learn their tips and tricks. And I think, I mean, you're not going with anyone for your first trip, but generally I'd say try and go with someone for your first trip who's experienced so you can kind of, you know, when this doesn't work, you can ask them a question. Yeah. Um, even we went with Renee and her husband and mm. kids not long ago. And then we got there and they realized like their battery didn't work, but they didn't know because they just got a new fan. But it was mm. so nice. Everyone came together like we were at a caravan park or a national park, sorry. So like people were giving them their solar mats and trying different batteries and it was just oh. really nice. So people are always really willing to help out. and That's lovely. You know, if you can't park the van, just get out and ask someone because someone will definitely help. Like
1: yeah, don't oh, just that's so nice. be
0: embarrassed. Like we've seen so many people try and park and we think should we go help? Not me, I can't park. But my yep. husband's like <laughs> I don't know if it's should help them or if it's like, you know, humiliating their ego and then they'll just Mm. do it and then they'll drive off and not come back and we think oh we should have helped them but like (laughs) it's so hard to know sometimes so yeah but anyway most people are so willing to help and you know if you something does happen to your kids like we've definitely heard stories of things happening to you know kids getting burnt by the fire and things like that and you know there's always someone to help and and yeah, you know, lean on so that's the nice yeah. thing about camping is the community that's around it so
1: anyway oh, I, I think it.
0: just go um you'll learn it all on the go there's no mm-hmm. better way of learning than just doing it so yeah well, I'm so fine.
1: excited and I am so grateful for being able to pick your brain and for the blog we'll make sure we link that in the show notes because it's really really comprehensive really really helpful I'm very excited to come camping with you. I've just like oh. weaseled my come way like. into inviting myself. I'm like, no. Hey, guys. I told no you, I if, you yeah, friend, I if you want to be friend, if you want to be in <laughs> our friend
0: group, you need a van these days because otherwise you miss out.
1: <laughs> no, I can't <laughs> so wait. it's great. I'm just the more the yeah, so
0: excited. Yeah. Cool. It's so fun and the kids just love it. So, yeah, yeah you can do I it. I hope my kids love it too. <laughs> anyone listening, just get a tent and just go because, yeah, yeah. It's, it's so much fun. So
1: I think like for us, a really big thing was just slowing down the pace of life. Mm -hmm. And like you said, just taking yourself out of that daily grind and not being around technology. And I think like, I mean, Mike and I had talked about it for a long time pre-kids, like we wanted to do a trip of Australia in a van, which obviously never eventuated. And then now it kind of feels like with Jude starting school, We're just so aware that that time's passing and not having the time as a family. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, that's our intention anyway to hopefully slow the pace down, spend some time in nature, be together as a family, be with our friends and, yeah,
0: Mm. enjoy. And people often ask, sorry, just on that note, about Mm. school, like how do we do it? Mm. And I just was, I don't know, I probably shouldn't promote this, but Flynn has Mm -hmm. had, it worked out to be at least one day off every single week for his entire schooling when you it hasn't been that but when you work it out that's what it is He yeah. they haven't said anything to us yet and he's not falling behind so we're just yeah. winging it
1: uh, <laughs> so. i think i mean this is like he's getting so much learning opportunity by doing this, and so much connection with you, connection mm-hmm. with his friends, and connection with nature. And like, oh, I, I they think that's amazing. They learn
0: so much at camping. Yeah. Like he'll, yeah, learn how to put, make the fire and use the packs mm. and how to cook and make damper and yeah, I don't know, just anything. Learning about the different animals and bugs and yeah. there's so much that they do. So I just yeah, life experience absolutely the school of life. <laughs> yeah but hopefully everyone's school's okay with it ours is okay with it (laughs) i think but i'm waiting i'm waiting for a naughty note from them (laughs) (laughs) oh
1: so good well thank you for sharing all of your camping secrets if anyone has any more questions i'm sure there's other things that could be covered just send them on through i'm sure we'll answer more questions on instagram and yeah i look forward to going camping sometime in the future
0: yeah can't wait Thank you for listening to Boo to Food, the podcast. We hope this episode made you feel inspired, confident and less overwhelmed in your parenting journey.
1: Head to the show notes for all the resources mentioned on today's episode. And if you loved this podcast, please remember to subscribe, rate and review. See you next week. Bye.